the Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast. I'm Eric Larson, Extension Corn Specialist at Mississippi State, and I'm here with my research associate with the Corn Verification Program, Mr. Nolan Stapleton, here again today. And we'd like to visit about hybrid selection for this coming year. Thought it'd be a good time to do that and may not be the most exciting topic, but it's certainly an important one. Uh, our 2020 hybrid information is now available. Can you kind of tell the folks what that entails? Well, Mississippi State, you know, obviously there was issues this year with COVID and everything, but uh, we carried out our hybrid programs the same as what we always do. I've got a summary of results from the corn hybrid testing program or the corn OVTs that we call the corn hybrid shortlist. That's available as well as the full results from the corn hybrid demonstration program where we plant strip trials or county plots have you with with county agents and area agents all around the state that you've probably heard about or, or seen those plots. The short answer is those two sources of information are available. Of course, the industry has a lot of information available too, but what we wanted to talk about a little bit today was um, how you come to this point or how you analyze information to cut through the, the red tape and make some quality decisions that will help you evaluate these hybrids going forward. We put out a lot of data and results that we find. Some of this can often be confusing. Can you kind of differentiate between what we have going on here? Well, there, there's a couple things I would advise you to look at. Number one, be aware of the difference between replicated data and non-replicated or strip trial type data. And I'll try to explain those differences here. Replicated trials are what we normally do on research stations or with, with scientific data where we have a series of treatments. In this case, it would be number of hybrids that we're trying to test. We test those side by side but we have replication or duplication of all those treatments in the field four or five, even more times in some cases where we test those. And that duplication or replication, as we call that as scientists, greatly enhances the reliability of those yield results. We're naturally going to have some inherent field variability in fields where we test. We use different things, or this is one of the primary tools we use to basically reduce that variability effect and actually look at the treatment effect differences, which in this case, we, what we really want to do is differentiate the differences in hybrid performance. The other thing to consider is that these, these differences in hybrid performance that we're looking at are pretty low. We're talking about, you know, corn that's yielding over 200 bushels an acre. And if we have a five, six, eight bushel an acre, 10 bushel an acre difference, we want to be able to differentiate that, but that's only a less than 5% difference a lot of times that we're working with. So the effects of field variability and inherent things like that will oftentimes be much greater than that. So if we don't have replication or duplication of those results, those factors can have more of an impact or disguise the effect of, that we're really trying to differentiate, which is, you know, is hybrid A better than hybrid B? When we're talking about the data that we collect, how would that be different from what these producers are seeing on the yield monitor? That's a good question. When we collect data from university trials or even our strip trials on farm, we'll use a weigh wagon um, to actually weigh the results. And for, for yield results, you need 
really three different things. You need to, have to weigh the grain. You need to have a quality moisture sample so that you can adjust the weight for a standard moisture that you can make a valid comparison. And then number three, you need to measure the area. And yield monitors do a good job of measuring the area, but those other two variables are simply an estimate of weight and an estimate of moisture. And we certainly got tools that, that can measure those much better than, than what a yield monitor can do. So the differences, again, that we're trying to measure oftentimes, you know, if we're talking about three, four, five, six bushels an acre, the differences between those hybrids may be far less than the accuracy that a yield monitor can possibly provide. So obviously, you know, collecting data with the yield monitor would be better than, than not collecting any data, but we can do a little bit better in terms of accuracy if we use those other tools that we, you know, have the ability to commercially calibrate and, and do a better job of measuring those variables that we're actually trying to collect in the field. And when we're talking about the types of data we collect, we do uh, university variety trials, which are replicated. Uh, can you go into it a little bit and tell folks what those are? Oh. Well, I think everybody is generally familiar with university variety trials. And I'll kind of compare those compared to strip trials and industry trials and stuff like we do on our on-farm county trials or our corn hybrid demonstration. But the university variety trials, um, are replicated trials that compare a large number of entries representing, you know, basically all the seed companies in the region that want to participate. Now, they do rely upon voluntary testing, but, you know, we normally have in corn somewhere north of, of 75 hybrids that are evaluated in there head to head every year. What the value of the, of the university trials is that you get replicated data, which is, is reliable again, you get to compare more hybrids in that system or in that type of data than anywhere else that you can find anywhere in the marketplace. It provides a really good measuring stick to identify, you know, a strong set of hybrids or the premier hybrids you might say that for consideration on your farm or to, or to utilize in other types of programs. And what we do is identify somewhere in the neighborhood of, of 15 hybrids put those hybrids in the, in the corn shortlist and then utilize and work with the seed companies to identify a similar set of hybrids that we'll put in our corn hybrid demonstration program where we'll grow those in strip trials the next year that increase the exposure for not only those growers, but in the county agents and the crop consultants and anybody else that's, that's present in the area that would like to stop at that hybrid trial during the year and look at those trials and distinguish the differences that they feel are would be valuable or important for selecting the hybrid for use on their farm the next year. The, the big advantage for the um, university variety trials in summary is to compare a large number of entries and it allows you to narrow that field or narrow the, the superior hybrids down. The advantage for the industry and the strip trials is, is to increase exposure so you can look at those across a large number of locations before you plant a large number of acres on your farm. The other thing that they do is allow you to identify a lot of differences in hybrid characteristics that you wouldn't get information from otherwise. That, that could be exposure to you know, various types of stock lodging, 
Um, we had a serious issue or some serious issues with green snap this year. See things with diseases every year where hybrid, hybrid differences really come into play. So that's where the, the strip trials and the industry trials can be extremely helpful for, from a hybrid selection standpoint. And we tend to focus a lot on, on yield, but what other hybrid characteristics are important when you're selecting? Okay, that's a great question. Obviously, we do spend a lot of time focusing on yield. In fact, I've heard you know folks say, you know, what's the three most important things? And it's yield, yield, and yield. But there are other things that are very important. And I'll start off, it, it's not really a plant characteristic, but I always break my recommendations down for either irrigated or dryland culture. We grow corn on dryland fields in some areas of the state, and, and then we grow a lot of irrigated corn in the state too. Mississippi is very unique though in, in the diversity of the cropping systems that we have. And hybrid performance is likely to differ pretty substantially between those two systems where the differences in the dryland system, of course, where you rely upon rainfall in order to provide moisture. You're likely to have more drought stress in dryland fields over the course of the year that's going to limit your yield potential. And some hybrids are going to tolerate that drought stress better than others and perform well over a period of years. Now, some years you'll have a lot of rainfall and have very high yield and don't have drought stress. So the same hybrids that yield well in an irrigated trial will typically yield well there. But you'll have a lot of differences from year to year. And if you look just at one year at data, or if you look at a year that you had a lot of rainfall to select a dryland hybrid, you may not make a good choice for the next year. So that's another good point, I guess, where we need to look at more data in order to make good decisions, whether it be multiple years there that incorporates some, some stress years along with good years and, and just differences in, in cultural things that will affect how that hybrid's gonna perform next year. Now, other things regarding plant characteristics that certainly will have an effect or certainly things to look at in terms of, of data that you see. Crop maturity affects the moisture harvest time if you're growing more corn and don't have a, a drying system on your farm, um, you can plant some earlier maturing hybrids along with medium or late maturing hybrids. Early hybrids typically don't have quite as much yield potential, but they're going to be considerably drier at harvest time. So that can allow you some diversity, allow you to start slightly earlier in the year and be an advantage for you. Um, height can come into play because height may affect the plant's ability to intercept light. And in our wide row systems, 38 or 40 inch rows, light interception is gonna be a limiting factor for yield. So generally our taller hybrids typically excel or have a little bit of an advantage in terms of light interception in wide row systems. If you're in 30 inch rows, that allows you to plant shorter hybrids that may be more efficient in terms of light interception but they may not have the physical capability to intercept the light out in those row middles, which may be needed in a wide row. Beyond that, I would say that stock strength in general, as it affects stock lodging, is extremely important. And there are several different ways you can characterize stock strength. Oftentimes we refer to it as refandability, or, but there's a, at least three or four different variables that we had come into play 
if not this year, you know, in the last several years, I guess, that we need to look at. Number one, there is root strength or root lodging. It's significantly different or can be significantly different than stock lodging. Root lodging is where the entire plant tips over because the roots can't hold it up. Stock lodging occurs when the stock breaks somewhere between ground level and the ear, basically. Um, in our corn hybrid demonstration program, I rate what I call stock integrity, which is where neither of those two problems occur normally, but you can see some significant differences in terms of stock integrity or stock breakage up in the ear above, above the ear, basically. That's a sign, I guess, that that plant is deteriorating. The stock can't stand up as well. It just hasn't caused anything that's gonna cause a yield reduction at that point. So we rate those and that's some good data to predict, you know, if you didn't harvest the corn that week or if, if harvest was delayed another two weeks or if you really did get 40, 50 mile an hour winds from a hurricane as opposed to, you know, milder conditions then uh, you could have drastically different results on your crop next year. The other thing that we did have some issues with, and we always have a few somewhere in the state, is green snap. Now, not everybody is going to have green snap. Green snap occurs during the vegetative stages when the stalks are growing fairly rapidly. And if you get some high winds, you know, usually takes 30, to 40 mile an hour winds during the time period when the corn is from anywhere from two feet tall up till tasseling. When those stalks are growing real rapidly, they can be relatively brittle. The winds will just flat break those stalks completely in two and they're gonna break them below where the ear is gonna form. And when that happens, that stalk is basically gone for the year. You get zero productivity out of that. And um, we had, at least in one of our locations, we had green snap in several locations, but one of them in particular was the worst that I've ever seen one of our hybrid trials where we had over 25% green snap in a field. And it still averaged over 190 bushels an acre. But that weakness or the variability between the hybrids can be pretty substantial. We had just a handful of stocks in a few hybrids that were broken. In others, it was close to 40% even 50% in some plots. So the hybrid differences that we're talking about are really dramatic in terms of the differences in those hybrids to be able to tolerate that specific thing. And that of course is one of the most damaging things that could possibly occur to a plant during the year that could obviously have a dramatic effect on yield potential. So very, very important trait for consideration. The other things that we try to get data on are, are Primarily disease resistance. We've got ratings on both southern rust and curvilinear leaf spot this year. You know, also you could say that you need to be aware, I guess, of, of insect resistance that's available in some of these hybrids, particularly for, for corn borer resistance and other insects that are inherent in the region and, and may certainly reduce productivity. A lot of other information there for consideration just beyond yield that can be very important. So to summarize this, folks, um, what we'd like to let people know is that our hybrid information is available online and on social media, things like Instagram, Twitter, and call us also if you have any questions about this. 
Absolutely. Always call us. Our uh, phones are always on and we'd be happy to visit with you if you have any questions whatsoever. By all means, hope you all have a Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us. Please subscribe and we'll look forward to seeing you again. The Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast is produced by the Mississippi State University Extension Service.